Well, friends, today uh, we are starting a new series called More Life as Jesus Intended. Um, but this first, uh, this first Sunday is going to be a little different than normal. So, um, because as a part of this new series, we are going to be launching uh, a new small group ministry. And um, you should have received a handout when you came in. It might be in your bulletin. It's called Discipleship Groups at the top. If you'll pull that out and go ahead and I'm going to use this just to kind of introduce uh, why we're doing this. And then you're going to have an opportunity to meet some leaders. And if you feel led, get connected to a group. So why are we starting this new ministry? Why do we want to have what we're calling discipleship groups? And I want to begin by saying we have a scriptural mandate, right? I mean, we just saw in the scripture reading this morning that it tells us not to neglect meeting together. We need to be together as Christian brothers and sisters uh, for the purpose of encouraging each other, supporting each other, uh, helping us during hard times to find the next step in our own healing or spiritual development. Uh, and the scripture says over and over and over again that you cannot live the life that God has for you by yourself. And we live in a very individualistic culture that gives the opposite message, doesn't it? It tells us that if we can just get the right book or the right devotional or the right prayer strategy and get alone by ourselves, that we can muster up enough willpower, enough wisdom, enough insight, enough strength to be able to, uh, to grow into the person God has created us to be, and that we really don't need other people. And we might not say it that way because it might be a little embarrassing to say to people, I don't really need you. But oftentimes that's the attitude that we have. And it's reflected in our actions in terms of what we do. So how often do you reach out to other Christians to develop deep, authentic relationships, to develop loving friendships based on respect and mutuality? How often do you do that? So how often do we just gather in the building for worship? That's, that's an important question. Is this something that you believe is so valuable to your own healing and growth that every week you prioritize coming on Sunday morning to gather with other believers? Because if you believe that you can do this by yourself, then it's very easy to sit in your bedroom in your pajamas with a, with a cup of coffee or a glass of tea and watch some of the best online services around the country right? Churches that have better music than us, even though our band is awesome. People that have preachers that are much more charismatic and have more experience than I do. Like the it's just endless if you just want to get everything online, right? But if you really believe that you need other people, that you need friends to help you get through this journey that we call life, then it will be important for you to actually meet together, to be with other Christians. And the first thing we ask is how often do we gather together in church? Is it, a, is it truly a weekly thing or is it a once a month thing? But an even more important question is how often do we reach out to people before or after the service to try to cultivate those friendships and nurture those 
uh, authentic, deep, authentic relationships, right? There's an old saying, and I, I can't preach a long sermon because we're going to have all the group leaders come up in a minute, but a preacher's got to preach, my friends. So just give me a few minutes, right? There, there's an old saying that coming to church or sitting in a church on Sunday morning and expecting to become a Christian is like sitting in a hen house expecting to become a hen. Like, it just doesn't happen if this is all that we're doing is we come you know, two minutes after the service starts and leave a couple minutes before it's finished and don't connect with other Christians. And so one way that we can begin to connect with others is to come a little early or to stay a little late, to approach people that we don't know, to introduce ourselves, to offer to make them a cup of coffee, to sit down and have a brief conversation with them and perhaps even invite them to go to lunch after church, right? And we, we keep saying every Sunday, this is part of our spiritual worship, amen? We, we tend to think that, from, that our spiritual worship happens when we're in the pews and the clock starts at 9.30 and then, then it ends at 10.30. And if I'm not done at 10.30, then you're looking at the watch, right? And saying, okay, the spiritual worship is over, Pastor Mark. It's time to go, right? But that's not, that's not what it's about. And we're gonna see in the very first message, this first sermon in this series next Sunday, that worship is not something that we do for an hour on Sunday morning. Worship is a lifestyle. It's a mentality. It's how we see the world and interact with the world and other people. And we're going to be learning more about that. But, but the spiritual worship doesn't just happen here. It happens before and after the service as you're connecting with friends. But even that is limited, isn't it? And so the Bible says that we not only need to be coming and, and worshiping together in a formal worship setting where the Spirit moves in very personal and unique ways, but we also need to be gathering outside of the formal worship services to make friends. And I can tell you, you know, guys, I just preached, I can't remember if it was last Sunday or the Sunday before last because all my days are running together with the holidays, but I just preached about my 25-year struggle with clinical depression. If you weren't here and you want to see that sermon, you can access it online, either through our church Facebook page or through my, uh, my YouTube channel, or you can search Pastor Mark Reynolds in any podcast app and you can get access to that. And one of the things that I was trying to communicate is that whether you suffer with clinical depression or not, all of us have struggles in life. Is that true for you? Say amen if you have your struggles in life. And sometimes life is just too hard to do by ourselves. I would say that life most of the time is too hard to do by ourselves. And we lie to ourselves when we isolate and say, I can handle it. The Bible says that we're to share each other's burdens, that we're to get together to develop those friendships when our brothers and sisters are struggling, that we help shoulder some of that. We stand side by side and we walk with them in life as if there is a boulder between us. We're carry, helping carry their burdens. We get together so that the Holy Spirit can move in ways that will bring healing to our hearts and minds and spirits and bodies. We get together so that we can encourage one another. We get together because so often we forget who we are. Have you ever had that problem? You forget who you are. You say, well, who am I, Pastor Mark? Well, the Bible tells us who we are, and that is actually uh, symbolized in our baptism and lived out in our baptism. You're a child of God. You're a child of the King. 
right? And so sometimes we forget that. We get down on ourselves. We get in our struggles. We don't know what to do. And we need other Christians to come along and say, remember who you are. Kind of like, what was it? Mufasa to Simba, to Simba. Remember, right? Remember who you are to encourage us, to inspire us, to help us find new vision in life when we're having problems at work or in our marriage or with our kids or with a friend or a colleague. We need people there to help us. We need friends. And so one of the reasons why we are forming these small groups and being very intentional about doing this, because it doesn't happen by accident. If you didn't know, there have been a group of people that have been meeting at my house on Wednesday night and, and and Phil Maynard, who is here this morning, you're gonna hear from him, he has been leading us, kind of training up some leaders and helping us to understand how to do this in a way that will bring a maximum benefit to you, that will help you to do the things that you need to do to grow as a disciple of Jesus. And one of those things is to make Christian friends. We need a place to belong, don't we? We need at least one or two other people who know us, warts and all. The word intimacy can be broken into two words to help us understand it. Into me see, that's three words. Into me see, we need intimacy. We need people to see into us and to not only see the good things that we want to show them, but to see our vulnerabilities, our struggles, our wounds, our hurts, our habits, our hangups, our mental illness our addictions. We need to be authentic and honest with people. And we can't do that unless we build trust around solid friendships. And so on this handout, it says that one of the reasons why we're offering these groups and starting these groups is so that we can develop deep, authentic relationships with other Christians who can support us on our spiritual journey. That's the first reason, or one of the reasons. A second reason is that we know that just coming and listening to a 25 or 35 minute sermon once a week is not going to be enough learning to help you really grow as a disciple of Jesus. You will grow if you come and listen to the sermon, but to accelerate your growth, we need to go a little deeper. We need to take the things that we're talking about on Sunday morning and we need to gather together and we need to go deeper in that learning and ask really important questions like, how do I personally apply this in my life so that it's not just more knowledge Right? I mean, the goal of the Christian life is not, to, is not to win a game of Bible trivial pursuit, right? I mean, the Bible says that even the devil can quote scripture, but it's to be able to take that and apply it to our lives in ways that lead to real transformation, deep transformation. And so these groups are going to provide opportunities for you to develop deep, authentic, loving relationships with other Christians who are going to support you on the journey of faith. And there's going to be a time of deeper learning where you can take some of the fundamental principles of the faith and apply them to your life so that you can grow as a disciple. And our hope, my friends, and I want you to hear this as clearly as I can say it as your pastor. If you're here, it's because you have authorized me to be a spiritual leader to you. And as your spiritual leader and as your pastor, I want to say that these small groups are just as important for your spiritual growth as Sunday morning worship. They are just as important. 
It's almost like two sides of the same coin or two edges of the same sword. You need to have both worship and the meeting together in discipleship groups. And when you put those two things together, the Bible says that is what helps us to bring the healing and the strength and the empowerment to become more like Jesus. And these things are so important that we want every single member of our church to get connected in one of these groups. And if we don't have enough room, we'll start new ones. Wouldn't that be a great problem to have, Phil? is if we had so many people that we just filled up the four or five groups that we have as our starter groups and we had to start more. And if that happens, then every person on our lead team will be charged with starting a group. So if you're on lead team, just get ready and see what the Spirit does. So that's the reason why we're doing the groups. The shape of the groups is that we're going to have four components. And the way that these components are lived out in real time might vary from group to group. But every group is going to have a time of fellowship so that participants can get to know each other and again develop deep, authentic relationships. Second, every group is going to have a time of learning to help everybody there grow as a mature disciple of Jesus. Third, there's going to be some aspect of worship, even if that's just sharing joys and concerns and praying for each other. It's going to be an act of worship. And then finally, every group is going to be expected to engage in service beyond the walls of their group, beyond the walls of our church, to engage in service to the community as the hands and feet of Jesus. And so that's the shape of the groups. And as long as a group has all four components, regardless of how they're distributed, they will qualify as a discipleship group. And then the rhythm of the groups, this is going to form, uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna follow a six-week rotation. So the groups are gonna meet weekly, and, and in weeks one to four in the cycle, weeks one to four, people are gonna gather for their regular meetings, and there's gonna be a time of fellowship, there's going to be a, some kind of lesson or devotional, and there's gonna be a time of prayer. Then on week five, everybody goes to dinner together. There's no agenda, there's no lesson. You just either meet at a restaurant or have a potluck at somebody's house and you just get together and you hang out and you have fun and you get to know each other. And then in week six, your group will be focusing on either planning or carrying out some kind of service project. And we're not gonna tell you what kind of service you should be doing. Each group is going to decide for themselves in conversation with each other what their heart of service is gonna be. And so you're, you might say, you know, we have a real heart for people who are, who are elderly and shut in and can't get out. And so we're gonna to go to nursing homes or we're gonna to go to assisted living facilities and we're gonna to minister to those people. And if that's the heart of your group, you're free to go do that. Others might say, we have a heart for single moms or for children or for those who are grieving, who have lost a spouse. Right? So your group is going to be determined the heart, its heart for service, and then you, independent of anybody micromanaging anything, you're going to plan it and you're gonna carry it out. And then we're gonna follow up with you and say, how did it go? And so, and then after we have this six week cycle, it's gonna repeat and start over again. So throughout the year, we know that the groups are going to need to take breaks, but again, we don't want to tell you when to take breaks. We know that your group is going to need to make that decision for itself, and the groups are going to continue to meet during the summer. And even though attendance will be more irregular, we want you to stay connected 
with a more informal time so that you don't lose contact with each other. Because it's really hard once you lose contact with each other to then come back together. So we're going to continue to meet. And the way that you can join a group, we have sign-up sheets in the gathering area back there. And, um, and you'll have a chance to do that after the service. But at this time, because I've talked way too long, you have to forgive me, I want to invite all the small group leaders to come up and join me uh, on the chancel, and then you're going to have an opportunity to meet them. And as they're talking about themselves and the kind of group that they want to form, our hope is that you will, one of them, at least one of them, will pique your interest, that you'll gravitate toward one of them, and then after the service, they're all going to be available in the back by the sign-up sheet so you can get to know them a little better, have a cup of coffee, ask questions, and see which group is right for you. So at this time, I'm going to invite all the small group leaders to please join me. And we're just going to, we're going to be asking them three questions, and they're going to pass the mic uh, so, that, um, so that they can each have a chance to share. And, and we, we've asked, that the first question is this, in one minute or less, and that one minute's really important, tell us a little bit about yourself so that the folks out here can get to know you better. And we'll start with Emily. You say your name and a little bit about yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Emily. Um, I grew up here um, in Brevard County. Um, this is my fiance, Gloria, um, and we're trying to start a small group. Um, I really enjoy uh, working with smaller children. Um, I enjoy cooking and reading. And uh, for anyone who is interested in coming. Just so you know, we have three cats and they do have run of our house. So that's important to know. <laughs> um, my name is Gloria and I grew up in Colorado and then came here for work. And so currently I'm working as an engineer over um, in the space program um, over at the uh, Space Center. Um, so looking forward to having you all um, at the house. Good morning, my name is Carrie Stafford, and my husband and I moved here about three years ago. We moved from Franklin, Tennessee, where we lived for almost 30 years, where we raised our family. We have two wonderful grown children. Um, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love this church. When we lived in Franklin, we didn't have a home church. We visited many, from Episcopalian to Methodist to Baptist. We visited all different kinds of churches. We visited one when we first moved here, and it was this church. Um, I feel really fortunate to be here today. Um, what I love to do, I love to be outside, I love to read, I love to bike ride, I love to swim. Um, I love to be with people. I also love time by myself. Um, and I'm really excited to see how this whole thing unfolds for all of us here. Hi, I'm Sherry Atkins. Um, I basically grew up in this area in Brevard County um, and I've lived here most of my life. Um, 40 years ago, I met my husband and we got married and we had two kids and at the same time we started jobs at the Kennedy Space Center and worked on the shuttle program for 30 years. We retired, both of us, in 2011 when the program uh, was ended and uh, we have two daughters, adult daughters and two grandchildren, which we're very proud of. Um, I like to dabble in painting and be outside gardening. Um, and I came to this church three years ago looking for some new friends. 
And um, so this new small groups ministry is um, exactly what I was looking for, and I'm very happy to be a part of it. I'm Becky Maynard. I um, have been in the area. I graduated from Satellite High School many years ago, and we got married and have two adult children, seven grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. And um, things that I love to do are reading. And this year I'm going to try to learn how to decorate cookies and cakes. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Phil Maynard, and I am retired clergy. I'm a second career pastor, so I taught radiologic sciences at the University of Central Florida for my first career, then went into ministry, served 27 years in the Florida Conference. I am now kind of retired. I retired from my position in the conference and have my own businesses doing coaching, consulting, and training with churches around the country. I'm delighted to be part of this. Hi, I'm Jim LeBlue, and uh, I am mostly retired. Um, engineer. I worked for the power company for about 30 years, and uh, I've actually uh, been here for, what, five, six years, and, and uh, uh, my late wife was a Methodist minister, and uh, I am happy to be here, and uh, I love Mark and, and uh, enjoy his messages. Uh, I have a, uh, a significant other now, and so uh, I'm I'm actually pretty happy right now, and uh, I'm glad to be uh, here to support uh, the church, and, and, uh, and I, I'm thinking uh, seriously about uh, uh, what we can do to, uh, to, to, to do ministry in the, uh, in the community. I still haven't figured out that one yet, but the group is going to figure that out for me. Hello, my name is Gabe Paoletti. Um, um, I have a wife and a four-year-old daughter. Um, we're interested in like creating a parent group or like a group of parents and then the kids will get together at the same time. Um, outside of being a parent, I'm a huge uh, sports fan, especially NBA, and I haven't met many NBA fans down here. So if any of you like professional basketball, please join our group, um, whether you have kids or not. Um, and then I recently got into surfing and it's as good as Mark says, it's, it's addicting. Um, so I've been doing that in my free time as well. Hi, I'm Phyllis Day, and I've been in and around this church for, since the mid-80s, and um, my husband and I have been in Brevard County for 50 years this year, so um, we raised three girls, and I have five grandchildren and a great-granddaughter, and um, I've after I retired in 2010, I started a Bible study group here at the church, and we're still meeting on Thursday mornings, and um, I just love reading the Bible and learning more about it and hope to continue to do so and add some extra dimensions to the class, to the group as we go into this new um, Bible group. Hi, uh, my, mom, my name is Janice Blackburn. I first came to this church 36 years ago when I was dating my husband, who I married the next year. Um, only came a few times all of those years when we would come down to visit my in-laws, who I came down here almost five years ago now, to help take care of them. And uh, before that, I taught school, 
My husband and I adopted seven children and now we have 16 grandchildren and one due any day now. And um, I have been a part of small groups uh, for about 30 years, different places. And uh, that's really my heart. I really believe the things that Mark was saying about how we need to walk alongside each other. Um, I say get up all in each other's life, you know. <laughs> so you know what's going on. So you know how you can pray for people. So you know how you can support them. Um, and uh, so I'm looking forward to being part of a small group here and getting to know some of you better. Okay. You guys can keep the mic down there. So just to let you know who's going to be partnering to do groups. Uh, Gloria and Emily are going to partner a group, and then Carrie, Sherry, and Becky are going to do a group, and then Phil and Jim, and I'm naming them in order, are going to do a group. I'm sorry? And, and Danny Blackburn as well. And then Gabe is going to be partnering with our children's minister, Kyra. Kyra, raise your hand. Kyra's in the back there uh, to, to do a group. And then uh, Phyllis and Janice are going to join together to do a group. So the next question is, what kind of group do you hope to put together? What kind of group are you hoping to build? And as they describe the shape of their group or the character of their group, we want you to know that no one will be excluded from a group. So if we have one that, that kind of aims at helping parents, if you don't have kids, but you have grandkids that you're involved in or no kids at all, you can still get into that group and grow as a disciple of Jesus. But we want to give you an idea of where their heart is and the kind of group they're hoping to start. So we'll start back on this end with Phyllis and Janice. And, and I can't say that I'm starting a group because um, we already have the group that meets on Thursday mornings at 10 o'clock and we're going to continue to meet Thursday mornings at 10 o'clock. And uh, we accept anyone who'd like to come. Obviously, being at 10 o'clock in the morning, we're apt to get more retirees or people that are not working. But we, we have had men and young women and older women and young men and, and different people join us at different times. So we're pretty much open to anyone. Thank you, Phyllis. And if I could just say, too, that uh, this group really likes to pick a book uh, that helps explore the Bible in some way, and they read that book and discuss it together. So there's a, there's a, there's a heavy learning component in, in Phyllis and Janice's group, and, but there'll also be fellowship and other things. Okay. Um, I guess our hope with the group is that we would get together a group of parents that can support one another in parenting. Life's a team sport, so is parenting, um, to help one another, you know, in that and grow as better disciples of Christ. Um, but also, it would be great for a group of kids to be getting together once a week and creating those friendships so that they can go through life together and support each other and making good decisions and being disciples of Christ. On my notes, do you want to do it? Okay. <laughs> We're really hoping to put together a group of men, all ages of men, uh, who would like to get together in fellowship, support each other, grow together as disciples. So if you are a man, we don't want to, I hate to exclude anybody, but uh, we'd really like to focus on getting a men's group going. So uh, if you're interested in that, we'd love to have you. Can I make one other note? If you get into a group, and for some reason, it doesn't seem like it's as good a fit as it thought, you thought it might be when you started. You're not stuck. You get to switch. You can try out a different group. So I hope you'll, you'll at least give it a try. <laughs> it's the great thing about having three of us. <laughs> um, 
we really want to welcome anybody and everybody. Even though the three of us are all middle-aged women, we are really would love it to be not just a group of middle-aged women, just because everybody brings something to the table. But if it ends up being all middle-aged women, more power to us. Um, really just, as Sherry said, building bonds of, of Christian relationships and friendships that we can just really walk through life with as we continue to all go through this journey. Um, Gloria and I uh, were hoping to get together a group that's uh, pretty diverse. Um, we'll welcome women, men, and all ages. It doesn't really matter to us. Um, one of the reasons we decided to stay at this church is because we immediately felt so welcome uh, and so accepted and so loved. And so to be able to extend that to the congregation and uh, give it back to you is a great opportunity for us. And let me tell you, their group's going to have great music and food because uh, <laughs> Gloria plays piano, and, and uh, there'll probably be maybe be some singing, I don't know, maybe some fun. And, uh, and Emily is like an expert baker and cake decorator, so uh, there's going to be good food and music probably in that. Right? Uh, we might need help with the singing, so if you can sing, come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the final question that we want to ask the leaders, and this might be the point where you want to jot a note down, is uh, the place, day, and time where they're going to be meeting. Okay, so again, uh, Gloria and Emily will have a group, Carrie, Sherry, and Becky will have a group, Jim and Phil will have a group, Gabe will have a group, and pay careful attention to what Gabe says, because if you have children, there's going to be a children's component too, and then Phyllis and Janice have already tipped their hand, but they'll say again when they're, so we're looking at uh, place, day, and time. Um, we live in Rockledge, uh, so that's where we plan on meeting. Um, if we have to change that later, we can. But uh, we're planning on meeting Thursday nights around 7 o'clock. We are planning to meet on Tuesdays starting January 25th from 7 to 8.30ish 8 um, at my house. I live on Merritt Island, uh, East Central Merritt Island, so it's not too far from here. and. Um, We'll give you the exact address later on. Yeah, we are planning to meet uh, at the beach. Uh, I, I have a uh, condo on uh, South Cocoa Beach, 1525 South Atlantic. And uh, we're going to meet right now. The plan is, is to meet uh, at 715 on Wednesday evenings. I know there's a, a dinner uh, on Wednesday evenings at church, and that'll give you 15 minutes to get over to the, my house, and, uh, and we're planning to meet there. We could meet at the church if, if necessary, but right now the plan is to meet over at my place. Our plan is to meet here at the church in room four um, from six to seven on Wednesdays, and part of that reasoning is Kyra will be with the kids also here at the church, um, whether in the children's ministry room or when it gets sunny outside, maybe outside. Um, but that's, that's our current plan. 
And we plan to continue meeting Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. And we meet for an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. And right now we're continuing to meet at the church, but we've discussed moving to someone's home. So we may do that in the future. Okay. Yes, in room four, I'm sorry. Okay. So we want to thank all of you. You've worked very hard. Um, I also want to give a special thanks to Phil. Uh, we had a vision to start this ministry, and I needed help doing it, and Phil has been instrumental in helping us put these groups together. So thank you, Phil, for all your hard work on that. And thanks to all the leaders who have volunteered their time. They were here to serve you. I hope that you will plan on talking with them after the service and maybe signing up for a group and giving it a try. And at this time, we're going to invite them to return to their seats. You might want to give them a hand, and we're going to invite the band to come back up. So uh, you did hear Phil say that if you get into a group um, and, uh, and it doesn't work, you can always change. And here's another thing, too, we want to tell you. If there's not a group that fits you, I want to empower you to start your own group. And it, that's a lot easier than you think that it might be. It really means opening your home being willing to make a pot of coffee and maybe being able to work a DVD player or to play a video of some kind. Uh, and then uh, we will give you everything that you need. We'll give you materials, we'll give you discussion questions, and we will support you every step of the way. So if you don't find a group that fits you, please consider giving me a call and discussing starting your own.